So Jesus says that we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. What does that look like in the marketplace, especially in this moment in time in the United States that we're in an election year? Because, guys, you're going to be dealing with so many different types of people, people that might not exactly believe or have your same viewpoint on a topic or an issue. What's your proper response? What's the way to handle that? How should you be viewing this time and season that we're in right now as a successful person this kingdom-minded in the marketplace. Because here on the kingdom of success, we want you to be, we want to maximize your success in life and at work. And you know, that's why this show is so unique because we don't approach this from a pulpit standpoint because you and I every day are thrust into people's lives that don't go to church or don't believe in Jesus or don't even know Jesus or don't want to know Jesus. Don't want to know anything about a kingdom, but we're called to a higher calling. We have a greater responsibility placed upon us. And Amos Johnson Jr. He's the pastor of church for entrepreneur.com. And I'm excited for you to have Amos and I talk to you guys. We're going to have a little conversation. Amos and I are, you're going to get to actually jump into that conversation. And I'm excited about that. So let's get into this right now. Here we go. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to The Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Kingdom Success listener, Tyler McCart. I have none other than the man, the myth, and the legend who I've had on this podcast probably. Amos, I believe you've been on the podcast um, more than anybody as of today. Probably so. Uh, probably the last, what, six, seven years or so. Huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've, been, we've been doing this thing together. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, you know, welcome you back, Amos, uh, to this podcast, uh, to to my audience, um, you know, guys, today we're going to tackle a subject that's, that's actually relevant for today's marketplace. And I believe just from Amos, Amos and I being able to talk uh, this through, you know, we'll give you some, kind of some insight into how to handle yourself from a kingdom perspective uh, during this election year. Can I just say it that way, Amos? Can I just kind of call it out, uh, mm-hmm. the elephant mm-hmm. in the room? And, you know, we want to empower you and equip you with that. And, um, you know, I believe that uh, Amos, uh, 
you know, being the man of God that he is uh, in my life is going to be able to impart a lot of great things into y'all's lives. And I was going to go ahead and say this too, Amos, uh, just publicly and, you know, from, from a friend of friend, I really appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming into my life and multiple, you know, during the beginning of my podcast and, and then also just kind of being that sounding board of a spiritual advisor that I need because uh, you've actually influenced a lot of my decision making over the years. The Lord has used you uh, to do that. And I just want to publicly say that, um, that you've done that in my life. And I appreciate that. And, you know, uh, Kingdom Success, let me tell you that, you know, if you need to, if you haven't already, I highly recommend going over to uh, Church for Entrepreneur because that's where uh, Amos kind of camps out. That's his, that's his, that's his church, literally. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the pastor of the church uh, for entrepreneur. And, you know, you can gain a lot of insight on a daily basis from Amos, just from his podcast. But I know that, Amos, you've got more things going on uh, with what you're doing. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to kind of just share a little light. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would like okay. you to actually share a little light in what you have going on uh, for uh, Church for Entrepreneur. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler, for the, for the intro. And, yeah, and I appreciate our conversations. And you've also been a sounding board for me when I need to figure some things out, both in business and in family life. So I appreciate yep. you as well. So Church for Entrepreneur. So we are six years old now. We started in 2014 and we're a, a virtual ministry. And our mission is to equip believers to be successful in the thing that God's placing in their heart in terms of entrepreneurship. And we do it with three ways. The first way is we teach the word of God through the lens of entrepreneurship. We provide godly counsel and we pray for people's success. And so currently the way God having us equip people is through a lot of live experiences. So on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have live discussions about the word as it relates to entrepreneurship. Um, We do workshops almost like every month or so. We do a workshop on a a particular topic to help you get successful in an area of your life. And we just launched this week, this new thing that Italians know about, this thing called Open Forms. Oh. And Open Forms is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. And this is kind of like old school. I don't know if you used to listen to Dave Ramsey. He used to say three hours a day. He's with you. Oh, so yeah. basically, yeah. So Dave Ramsey would just take questions from listeners and just a- answer questions. So wow. that's what these Open Forms are about. So at 9 o'clock, nine, from about 9 to 10 on Tuesday and Thursday, um, we just get together, I answer questions, and we just see what the Holy Spirit has to say about the issues that's going on in your calling. So wow. That on Tuesday I'm Thursday impressed with that, Amos. That's a, that's a nice little step right there. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So what God has impressed me on this year is, is being more, more live. So like the podcast was kind of passive. Yep. And so now he's kind of having me become more active and more engaging, you know, with, with the, uh, the people we're called to serve. So fantastic. I love yep. it. That's love what's it. going on there. So, um, yeah, if guys, you want to join any of those things, just go to churchentrepreneurs.com slash subscribe, get our email list, and you'll get notified about these things. Um, yeah, so let's set up, I guess, our topic, Tyler. So we're yes. in an election year. We're so many days away. I don't know how many it is, November 4th. And, um, yep. and every four years, the country goes through this um, thing. And so I'm 47, and I remember this vividly in my lifetime starting as being a big deal probably with the election of the george bush the second time um when he got elected the first time i was still probably like a teenager barely able to vote right yeah. but the second time we're I was talking about george t- h the son bush. yeah oh the son 
the son, not, not, not the dad, not the dad. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So it was right after, you know, he had, you know, was in a, was in the middle of the rock of war. People were throwing shoes at George Bush in in foreign countries. You you remember those times, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so at that particular time, and I actually liked George Bush and people didn't like him, but I thought he was straight shooter. Right. I felt like he wasn't, there was like, you know, the Bible says no guile in him. You know, that's kind of how I felt about it. Right. You know, so, but, you know, if you remember that time, it was really politically charged, right? I mean, it was highly debated. I mean, it's not like now, but it was growing, right? Yeah. And it was like, you know, these guys, not even Americans, and you're bad for the country. And then and then we fast forward, you know, to President Obama. Not as bad the first time, but the second time, a lot of, lot of rhetoric between Christians on both sides of the issues. Mm-hmm. And then when President Obama and the Supreme Court really issued in, like, gay marriage, as yeah. a um, as a law, really across the country, that's when everything really kind of ratcheted up with going into the President Trump time, right? Yeah. And so, so what's happened is we got believers who are in the Democratic Party, and we got believers who are in, in the Republican Party, and Jesus called his body to be unified, and mm-hmm. our unity is how he said the world is going to be able to recognize us, right? Not necessarily unified that we all think and agree on everything, but there's a sense of unity among the kingdom, amongst the body, right? Mm-hmm. So the problem that we have right now is coming to a, a head. There's no November fourth, right? So we got the Democratic Christians who are concerned with what we'll call this social justice. Right. Yeah. They're, they're concerned with the tone of the country and rhetoric and they're concerned with, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to think some terminology, uh, equal pay, women's rights, um, police brutality. So all the social justice issues. Right. Right. And then you got the Christians in the Republican Party and they're concerned about what I call righteousness issues. We're talking mm-hmm. about abortion. We're talking about gay marriage. Um, we, we're talking about those those types of those types of issues, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and we're going to take out like the taxation stuff because that's that's kind of like second secondary, I think. Yeah. But I think in the prime in the, in the forefront, what's happening is that Christians who are Democrats can't understand how Christians can be Republicans, mm. right? They say, well, how can you support? president trump and he said this and he said that and you know we gotta have better immigration like so so they can't even understand how these people in the democratic republican party are christians you no know, you can them as christians right you would right. do what jesus said jesus said when you love everybody you guys are not loving and then so we got christians on on in republican party saying well democrats you guys can't be christians because you guys support homosexuality you guys support abortion and these are things god definitely doesn't like you guys can't be christians right yeah so we got Christians verbally pointing the finger at each other saying, how can you be this if you're in this particular thing? Right. Right. And so what this does is this breaks the unity that God desired for his people. Amen. And what this has created is the perfect playground for Satan to just, just do what he wants. As long as Christians are fighting at each other saying you shouldn't be a this and you shouldn't be a that. How can you support this? How can you support that? It's like we're 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 basically easy targets to for destruction because we're we're not unified. A house divided can't stand. Yep. Right. Amen. And that's kind of where we are in this situation. And 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 to the point of and how I said it affects marketplace Christians is that if you public support, say, Donald Trump as a Christian business person, there will be other Christians that want to boycott your business. Right. If you public support 
say Joe Biden and Camilla Harris, there'll be other Christians that's not going to do business with you, mm-hmm. right? Well, how can you support them and they support abortion? You know, C- Camilla Harris, she does gay marriages and stuff. Like, how can you support that ticket, right? Yeah. You, obviously, you're not Christians. You know, you're, you know, fire and brimstones and come down. I can't, I can't be a part of you, right? Yep. And, and it's and and so as, and so in the marketplace. As a believer, you probably have strong opinions about how you see this on one side or the other, but you may be afraid to say anything, right? right. Because you don't know how people are going to receive it, right? Yep. So you might just say nothing. Yep. And, we, and we got to the point now that even if you say nothing, people take that as an admission. They'll just write in what they think you're saying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, they because do. now we got, we got this this world now. It's like, well, you, if you believe this, you should say something. You know, I, you know, you shouldn't be quiet. It's, it's almost like, you know, when the, the stuff with George Floyd happened, it's almost like it was forcing people to say something. Right. Yeah. And that's totally uh, and, uh, just even right? uh, just yeah. with that topic right there. Yeah. You know, there was I mean, because I'm a white guy and because I have this platform here mm-hmm. there, I felt pressure. Mm-hmm. I felt pressure that. You know, I didn't totally understand what was going on uh, with the whole situation, but there was that uh, whenever I began to start to understand some things, I felt this pressure that I needed to say something or I need to speak mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, yeah. So anyway, I, I totally agree with you about that. What you just said yeah. about yeah. this un, if you're not saying something, you're, <clears throat> you're automatically going to get filled in the blank for yourself, yeah. for, for you. Mm-hmm. And everybody filling their own blanks, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're assuming, assuming yeah, they, make, they, make, they make assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, I, I see us at a very toxic place where, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can't have legitimate disagreements on some things without everybody questioning everybody's salvation. Because the moment we start right. questioning salvation, we really elevate ourselves in the place of God, right? Yeah. And then, and then, too, if we're so dogmatic about our party, like Democrat and Republican, we make that an idol, and mm. God doesn't like having anything before him. Amen. Right? <clears throat> you know, so to the point that, let's say, for example, you know, God said, God told every Christian to vote for Joe Biden. Right? Let's say God said that, right? Yep. You know, there'll be some people that just couldn't follow that instruction. <laughs> what, 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 what if God said, I need every Christian to vote for um, President Trump? Right. I mean, there'll be some Christian that couldn't even su- support that thing mm. right yep. and so it's just because like so basically what you're saying is you can't even hear god because of your positions yeah right at all right yep. because you know so i'm not saying i don't know which way god is going with this but just as a logical person it's hard to believe that god is telling christians two different things yeah <laughs> so it has to be some some tr- either either god has a choice who he wants to be president mm-hmm. or either he doesn't care right Right. So it's got to be one of those two scenarios. Right. You yeah. can't be God told one guy to vote for Biden. Somebody else vote for Trump. Like that's confusion. Right. Yeah. So and God and is so, not the author of confusion. God's not author of confusion. Right. Mm. So and so. So I think as marketplace Christians, and I'm going to pause, like get Titus thoughts on this. I think how do we have conversations with our customers, our employees around like real Christian issues? Right. You know, there's some real issues here on the table. Right. You know, there's some. You know, you know, because like, um, I mean, there's some real issues here. Like, how do we have these conversations? And so that's, that's my setup. I'll let, I'll let you pause, get some thoughts on it. Well, I because because of the volatility mm-hmm. and you, it's like almost like if you don't, the only, it's like, all right, for me, being, I just I don't know why this popped in my head. Like me being in sales, 
or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, back in the day, whenever I was doing corporate sales, yeah, you know, I would always do my due diligence or at least homework with the person that I'm actually going to meet or the group of people that I'm going to go and meet mm-hmm. with. Now, granted, in today's society, there's a lot of information you can go and find. So technically, I, I could actually go and find, you know, how this person believes, how this person responds to things, because if they've posted things, say, on social media, mm-hmm. it allows me to actually understand that person before I go and meet them. Yeah. Okay. Now, sometimes in the marketplace, <clears throat> you don't have that luxury that you're, you know, meeting somebody for the first time, or mm-hmm. you have a customer mm-hmm. that walks in the door uh, yeah. that you've never met before. You don't have that luxury uh, with them. And, you know, Amos, um, just from my own experience, just from my own experience, you know, what I, what I've always kind of defaulted to is I like to try to ask questions first mm-hmm to test the waters on because what people say with their mouth, uh, they give themselves away really quickly about mm-hmm. how they believe what they believe. And there, in lies why that you as a born again, spirit filled, you know, kingdom success person, mm-hmm. you've got to know the word of God in in my opinion. So you can discern what, things being said and how they believe, you know, if someone, I mean, just a real simple example, if someone sits there uh, and says to me, well, you know, I just never, you know, our business is tanking. We just never have enough money and we're, we're going down and so forth. Well, I know that person, number one, has got a negative attitude about where he's at, even if they say they're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I can deduce those types of things because I understand that, okay, well, I'll give you another example. I was uh, coming up uh, uh, with a, a dad. Uh, he's, he, my, my son plays uh, football now and we were walking up after practice and me and this dad were good friends. We've known each other for probably the last two or three years. Our kids play together, play football together. We're walking up and you know, uh, he started actually kind of getting a little more transparent with me uh, because he he had um, a situation happen to him uh, physically, mm-hmm. and he still needs to have more tests. Well, as I'm listening to him talk, he is telling me information about. Yes, he's telling me about his what he's getting um, his medical condition. This happened. Mm-hmm. Also, what the doctors have said. What the doctors are telling him he needs to do. But at the same time, I'm listening for, okay, where is he at spiritually? Where's he, where's his faith level at? Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing nothing. It's all about, you know, I've got to do more tests. I've got to find out more. And I'm really worried about this. I'm really concerned, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, uh, that type of thing. And I know I can locate where that believer is, yeah, where that person is in their walk. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of, give you those examples, but that goes in line with also this. And just in my opinion, I hope I'm answering the question, right? This is what I I feel like is if somebody sits there and says, you know, um, it might be, uh, they may say, might sit there and go, Hey, gay rights is totally fine with me. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. 
that's, that's where you're at. And I can totally, I'm not going to sit there and combat you with that. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, we're going to have a debate at that mm-hmm. moment. I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. okay, this is where this person is at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I totally am okay with that. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to try to force my beliefs onto them at that time. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the perspective right now yeah. of where I would come from, Amos. Yeah. And so as business owners, we, we got to have that Holy Spirit sensation kind of guiding right. us and we got to be listening, right? If somebody says, you know, um, this country is not what it used to be, mm. right? You know, yep. so, 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 so that could, that could lean towards more of a re- Republican standpoint, right? Right. Or somebody could say, um, uh, this country has never been fair, right. right? That can lean more to a democratic standpoint, right? Yep. And then, so what you're trying to deduce is, are these people, I'm going to use the word fanatic, mm. and fanatic means fan, right? Yep. And so, and we know what, so usually we use it in a bad way, but there are people who are, let's take like European, like soccer teams, for example, right? Which they call football. They're, they're right. fanatics, right? Yep. Which, and they will kill people over their team, no, right? Yes. <laughs> like literally, yes. right? Yeah, they, they would they get will. into riots over their teams, right? Mm-hmm. And so we got to realize as business owners that there are some people who are such fans of a particular party that there is no there is no breaking them out of that, right? There, right? there is no discussions around that. So if you grew up in Detroit, no matter how bad Detroit is losing, you're always a Detroit fan, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and so so we got we got and we got we got to see that these political parties are really a spiritual stronghold in mm. believers' lives, right? Yes. Some believers, these things are literally strongholds, right? You, get, you, you can't break through these things. And if you talk about their thing, it's like you talk about them. Yeah. It's almost right? like you're doing a personal attack, attack. Yeah. on them. Yeah. Exactly. So, so as believers who are in business, who are trying to navigate these waters, we got to be aware of it's not just a conversation, it's not that if I just show them some data, they'll see it my way. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're, you're talking to a fan, yeah. right? You're talking to a, a Detroit Lions fan, no matter how bad they're losing, you're not going to convince them to be New England Patriots fans. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's, no, <laughs> right. there's no way. Well, and, you know, just even just to even bring it all home about mm-hmm. your example, I mean, I, whenever I was, I believe I was maybe 20 years old, I went over to France. Mm-hmm on a mission trip. And I actually, at that time, I didn't realize it, but the world cup was going on. Yeah. And I never will forget this. Uh, so during when the English or England Mm -hmm. was playing, uh, they, the actual national, the France national guard had to come out and into the streets because of the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the fans were so extreme and had the, uh, I guess, um, you know, reputation mm-hmm. that they potentially would riot or they potentially would loot, you know, mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. things if the team did not win or even if they did win, yeah. you know, in yeah. certain things. So, so yeah, so you're exactly right. And I also want to say this, Amos, with the fans or with that, you know, coming back to the whole maybe political thing, a lot of times I feel like that, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. A lot of times I feel like that it's only maybe two, maybe three issues or three topics mm-hmm. that they base everything around or they yeah. hold fast to. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. 
you know, I, it's not like that they have a full breadth mm-hmm. of what both parties or both platforms have. Yeah. It's only maybe one or two issues that they mm-hmm. are going to stake their claim on. Yeah. And if you don't believe this way, then get the H out of my way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, most people haven't even read the platforms, right? They yeah. Just, they, they, just, <laughs> they, just, they, just, they just got one issue. And, and I was thinking about this other day is like, and, and, and that makes sense from just a marketing standpoint. So there, there's, there's a lot of marketing data out there that shows that if, you know, so we, the, the, the canonical example is that if you got like a shelf of three jars of jelly mm-hmm. um, versus a shelf or 26 jars of jelly, right? The shelf that has 26 jars of jelly, that company makes almost no money versus the shelf that has just three. Yeah. And the reason is that people can't choose between 26 different flavors. They just choose mm-hmm. nothing. Right. right. But if you only got three things, you can make a choice because right. you can only handle so many, so much information as humans. Right. Yep. So the, 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 even the concept that of the quote unquote informed voter goes against marketing, marketing theory. Right. There's no way humans can really be informed enough about all the positions of a particular candidate to actually make a quote unquote informed decisions. Cause humans, we don't, we're not machines, right? Yep. We're not, okay, you get one point for that, two points for this, and we're going to take the, the weight. Right. It's only one or two top things. Right. And, and I think people realize it's, it literally is only two, one or two top things. Mm-hmm. As long as President Trump does these one or two top things, what you don't realize, it doesn't matter what else he does. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It don't matter. It don't matter. And I think right. people don't realize that. Right. It doesn't matter how great a guy people think Joe Biden is. If he does these two or three things, people are not going to vote for him on the other side mm-hmm. because these are the one or two things that they key in on. Yeah. Right. And I think as business owners, we understand about that, about human personality. We realize this is not a computer. You're not going to come. OK, you want to convince somebody not both for Joe Biden. Well, let's look here. He said this. He did this. And you show them a list of 20 things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to hear that. Yeah. They're not going to hear it. All, so get this. Some people are going to vote just based on who's going to wear a mask at the election. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, if you notice this, Joe Biden, he wears masks everywhere he goes. Right. Trump doesn't. Right. Yep. So some people are going to literally base their votes because Joe Biden said he may do a national mass mandate. Some people will vote for him just for that and not vote for him just for that. Right. And right. So we got to understand this about human humans. Right. Is that it's only one or two things that's really, really driving their decisions. And you know, it, I, I um, just talking about the marketplace, you know, Christian Amos mm-hmm. and kind of how how to approach this. I remember an example of one of my business mentors. She used a, just a great analogy with this. Mm -hmm. She said, she said, you know, when you're in business, when you're in business or you're doing anything commerce wise, yeah, you should be like vanilla ice cream. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, vanilla ice cream. Okay. This is interesting. Where are you going with this? Well, she said, guess what? Vanilla ice cream goes with anything. And, and it's the base for any kind of ice cream on top of that. And so when you approach business from a vanilla standpoint, you know, then you are going to attract more people to you that are going to be willing to listen to you. Mm -hmm. I know that might fly in the face of a lot of people and say, well, I'm going to stand up for what I believe. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to pound my chest on my, you know, um, website and have, you know, such and such person on there. Yeah. Maybe, 
maybe that that might be what you want to do. And if that's what God told you to do, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But from, from my perspective, it's better to be, um, and I know somewhere in the word that, you know, I, what Paul talked about, yeah, it's actually, you know, Paul talked about that when I'm, and I don't know if this, if I'm, a, if I'm, if I'm a, with, with a Jew, right? I want to be a Jew. If I'm with a Roman, I will need to be do as the Romans do. If I'm with a Greek, I need to be as what the Greeks do. You know, so Paul, because he appealed to all these people, he drew more people to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, am I right? About, am I? Yeah. Going yeah. So, so it's a good point. So he, Paul never compromised. Right. But he was able to relate to, to the situations he was in. Right? Exactly. So like he had this, he was in, I think Athens or something. And there was some thing called the unknown God. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so Paul knows there's no real unknown God, but he took that as an opening to say, Hey, you know, the unknown God you guys worship. Let me tell you about him. Yep. That's Jehovah. Right. That's Jehovah. You know <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think the key thing, Amos, that you said right there mm-hmm. is, is the Holy spirit gave Paul an opportunity or an opening. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the that was the doorway into that mm-hmm. instead of paul coming in i mean he probably didn't show up that day and sit there and beating people over the head saying you know all these pagan gods that you've got you know yeah. you need to get rid of no he he probably came in assessed the situation first exactly. allowed the holy spirit to exactly. start to flow and operate with him and then all of a sudden he saw this unknown god over here Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit must have prompted him or something triggered inside of him yeah. to go down that path. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it's just like with politics, right? You can't go into a person and say, hey, these things you believe in are terrible. Mm. Right. That just yeah. doesn't work. Right. This, this it's doesn't not going right? Right. to happen. Right. You're going to alienate your customers and you're going to alienate the, your employees. Right. And so, yep. So let's just you know, know we got a lot of time left. You know, we can talk about this for hours, but let, let right. me, let me share some thoughts about from my understanding as, as a pastor, from a Christian perspective, how yeah. as believers, we should approach these things. The, the first thing we have to do is we got to develop our compassion to love each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, so right now there's literally Christians that hate other people, right? Like they hate Donald Trump, right? They hate Nancy Pelosi, right? Yeah. They literally use, they hate them. Right. Yeah. And so you can't, see people through the love of Christ if you literally hate them, Mm. right? They may do stuff you don't like, but the moment you cross into hate, you're crossing to Satan's territory. Yes. Right? So it's almost like when the Apostle Paul first got saved, you know, uh, I forgot, wasn't Cornelius, but um, Ananias had to go lay hands on him and get his sight back. He almost didn't follow God's instruction because you know who Paul is? Yeah. Like, that's (laughs) like saying, go lay hands on Bin Laden. He's going to be the best Christian person out (laughs) there, right? Right, literally, really. He's like, God, you sure? I need to go to his house? He's going to kill me. I can't go Mm -hmm. see him. So his his lack of love for somebody who was persecuting him Mm. almost caused him to miss the God's plan for his life at that moment to, to mm, bring somebody yeah. who will be an ally and write, write two thirds of the new Testament. Right. Right. Wow. Because this guy was somebody who he despised. Cause I mean, he's killing people. Right. This is yeah. real. Right. Yeah. This is a real deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we forget he, he who Paul is, was. Right. A terrorist to the <laughs> Christian community. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So as business people, our first thing is we got to be able to see people to love of Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And then we got to stop judging people's salvation because that's God's job. Right. Yeah. If if the, if the person on the other side is is wrong and is really, really wrong, that's job. That's God's job to judge salvation. Right? Yep. Right. You know, you can still share how you feel about things. But you still got to be careful about that if you're, you're if you're the owner. Right. Because mm-hmm. what you got to ask yourself, who, who am I called to serve mm. by me saying these words? Am I uh, am I preventing God from using me for my calling? Mm-hmm. Right. So me as a pastor of entrepreneurs of not just America, but of other countries across the world. Right. And of I got believers who joined me on Sunday who are both Democrats and Republicans. Mm-hmm. Right. So I got a congregation full of various different political political beliefs. Right. So yep. if I the moment I enter into the political realm and start declaring that's right and that's wrong. Guess mm-hmm. what? People stop listening. Yeah. Right. Now, of course, the people that agree with me are gonna listen, yeah. right? But the people who don't agree with me is not gonna stop listening. But yep. and here's the problem: I'm called to serve both of them. Mm-hmm. So by me expressing thoughts in this political realm that's all willy-nilly, right? I will literally be impeding the calling God gave me. So as on as owners, as entrepreneurs, you know, we're at a higher level of not we're not at a higher level in terms of importance, but we, we got a higher responsibility to guard our words. Yes. Because our words can destroy our calling. Yes. So we gotta be really, really careful about the words we say. Yep. Get some thoughts on this, Tyler. No, I'll keep going with you. Well, I I I think that um I think you said a huge word rather the lack of love mm-hmm. and you know, I, I just read this morning in my quiet time, you know, first uh, Corinthians 13, um, you know, the love chapter, I think it's the first Corinthians. It might be second Corinthians, whatever it is. But anyways, it's the love chapter. And I read that this morning, you know, the love is patient. Love is kind. Mm-hmm. You know, it does not envy. It doesn't boast. It holds no records of wrong. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it doesn't even consider its own, you know, standpoint. I mean, yeah. It says that in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I mean, as much things that I see on social media, and I think that's another thing that's kind of charged all this, you know, is, mm-hmm. is this whole social media thing is just still relatively new to all of us within the last 10 years mm-hmm. or so that is giving people the ability to be behind a screen mm-hmm. or <clears throat> behind a phone that they don't have to sit there and be in front of that person saying what they're saying. Nor If they were in physically in front of that person, they probably wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. But because they're behind a computer screen, it makes it quote unquote, okay mm-hmm. to say. So anyway, yeah. that, those are my thoughts right there. The yeah. whole love thing is a huge thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's to huge. Me yeah. Because if you love people, you don't, you don't say stuff like, you know, how can you vote for that person? You're not saved. You know, right. if you love people, you can't say, well, that clown is in office right now. Like those are not love, love <laughs> terms, right? Those, those are terms of, of immature believers. Right. Right. And exactly. so, you know, and what we're trying to get at is like, so, so I mean, this example, right? So as a black African-American male, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I can say that the last four years, I have not felt offended by anything president Trump said. Mm. I've wow. never felt offended, right? Yep. And the reason I don't feel offended, one, I don't, I don't know what he's saying because I don't listen. 
right? (laughs) (laughs) But, but two is not important to me, kind of what he's saying like that, you know? And so, so one thing you got to do is you got to, you know, you know, it's like you can, if you, if you live in an echo chamber, you can whip yourself up into a frenzy, Mm. right? So, so I've spent the last four years in peace, but I got other black friends of mine. They spent the last four years in chaos because Mm. they're just, they're just, in a frenzy, like he heard what he said and he did that. And he like, 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 has anything in your life changed in the last four years? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's like you, you rip yourself up into a frenzy listening to the rhetoric. And a lot of stuff is rhetoric, right? Yeah. A lot of stuff is, is rhetoric, right? So yep. you got to guard your ears as an entrepreneur. You got to guard mm. your lips as an entrepreneur because yep. the moment you stop doing those things, you become ineffective in the kingdom, right? Yes. So, as kingdom leaders, and I'm gonna call you guys leaders in the kingdom, right? Yeah. God is holding us to some standards, right? So we gotta listen, watch our ears, watch our mouths, right? Mm-hmm. And be able to understand what's going on, but not internalize it, right? And not to get work ourselves up into a frenzy that we just can't, we're gonna leave the country if such and such gets elected, right? Right. And just realize that, hey, you know it's almost like we forget that God is in control, right? Not necessarily yeah. God. I'm going to say that word. We forget that God is, is, is on the throne. We yep. forget that we have faith. We forget mm-hmm. that the times of disciples was way rougher than this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were killing disciples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, we, we live in America, right? We haven't yeah. really seen persecution. Right? It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They're taking you know, Christians and throwing them in the, uh, just for entertainment. Yeah. And other people are sitting around watching people, Christians get mauled by lions and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so we got to yeah. keep 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 it all in, in perspective, right? And so, and so, just so, just as that's what I'm saying, we, we're talking about entrepreneurs, right? You got to ask yourself, just because. Let me pick somebody. Uh, what's that guy just moved from California to Nashville? Superior Ben Superior, yeah, something somebody. like that. Yep. So, like, he has a calling to be in in politics. Okay. Yep. That's that's his thing, right? So you can't look at a person like that and say, "I want to save my mind like him," mm. right? You just can't do that, right? Because yep. that's not your that's not your lane. That's not your calling, right? Though if you start to be like him, guess what? You're gonna be like him, yeah. and you're gonna alienate everybody else that God may have called you to potentially reach. There are certain yep. people <clears> that he can never reach because of how he's executing his calling, right? Right. But that's him. Right. So you got to that's why you got to know what God is saying about what you're doing and say, like, yeah, you know, you may want to say your mind like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But is that efficient or is that effective, that expedient for what you're called to do? Yep. Right. And you got to and you hope you hold accountable. Like God's like, hey, why did you say that? You know, look, all these people over here. Now, I mean, you're not going to get this perfectly. Right. So we're not talking about perfect. You know, some people don't like, like what you say anyway, but you got to be intentional about this. No, you do. And I think, Amos, I think you hit the, one of the things you hit the nail on the head with is we have to, as kingdom leaders, kingdom success folks, Mm -hmm. we have to protect our ear gate. Mm -hmm. We have to filter our mouth gate Mm -hmm. as well. And we even have to protect our our eye gate as well. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think you said it, you know, just even you're in your own example, Amos, mm-hmm. of your example of what, who, who, who you are, you, you've, you haven't been quote unquote watching and listening and, uh, getting all wrapped up into the, 
I don't picture Amos based upon what you said, Amos. Mm. You're not sitting there watching Fox News and CNN every oh, no. single day. Okay? No. You're, you're not got yourself wrapped around the axle of that, you know, machine right there mm-hmm. to get you potentially worked up or focused on what somebody else has said or hasn't mm-hmm. said. All right. Yep. You and yeah, I'll say this. This is good. You've been a focused on your assignment. Mm-hmm. Amos. Yep. Your assignment is in your own lane and not trying to figure out why the, a political person has said certain things because that has nothing to do with your assignment. Nothing. Nothing to do no, at all. It, I mean, <laughs> it, it literally, if God is truly your source, mm-hmm. if God is truly, if that's how you believe, yeah. it doesn't matter who's in office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It never will matter because yep. God is my source. I answer to a higher government mm-hmm. than the government that I even physically live in. And that higher government is superior to the other government. It's in, it's, yeah. It makes this other government inferior. Mm-hmm. That's why, mm-hmm. hence, as a Christian, as a born-again citizen, as, as what I just talked about on my episode I just posted this week, uh, that I'm an ambassador of Christ, I have a specific assignment in mm-hmm. a specific t- territory. I do have to influence that area. I have to be assigned to that area, all right? Yeah. And I've mm-hmm. been called by a king to be able to do that. Yeah, so. yeah. That's good. That's good. So, man, that's that's so good. I mean, that's it's like it 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 does it like your call. Like God told me, this, prisons are temporary. My calling is forever. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Right. When, when when Trump is out of office, I'll be still doing this. Right. Right. You know? I mean, the thing, and I'll just say this: <laughs> I, I, whoever's been in office, I've always succeeded. Yeah, regardless. I mean, when Bush was in office, when Obama was in office, yeah. and now Trump's in office, I've always succeeded in business. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've always thrived. Yeah. I, God has, it, it didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. All the, obviously, you know, in, in the country that, I, that we live, we have the right to vote. We yeah. Vote. Yep. And that right has been given to us. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is guess what? You know, it still doesn't matter. Who's an officer? Who's not an office? Exactly. And <clears throat> on top of that, <clears throat> I just I I couldn't help but something sparked me to um, look at uh, Romans uh, thirteen, mm-hmm. and it says, "Let everyone be subject to the government authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established." Mm-hmm. The, author- the authorities that exist have been established by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's Bible. I'm, that's not Tyler talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it didn't matter if um, King Nebuchadnezzar was in office. It didn't matter if Cyrus was in office. Mm-hmm. Daniel thrived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't and matter. It- and, and, and this is the thing, right? So, so right now, a lot of Christians, and this is what God is showing me, is they're, they're looking for King Saul, mm. right? So yeah. if you remember that time in the Bible, God was ruling the land with judges, and, and he was, that was his system of operation. Right. But Israel said, we want a king. 
We yeah. want to be like everybody else. And God said, you don't really want a king. If you get yeah. a king, they're going to do this. They're going to do this. They, I, I'm going to be your God. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need a king. But he said, no, no, God, we want to be like, her. he said, okay, fine. You can have a king then. And so the king they got was a guy that looked like a king. Right. Mm-hmm. They say he was head and shoulders taller than everybody in the land. You know, it's like they, they wanted the guy to have the certain look. Yep. Right. And certain thing of a king. The king is going to save us. Kings don't do this. And so basically what they did, they transferred their worship from God to the king. Yep. Right. And so right now, a lot of believers, they're, they're literally what they're doing. They're worshiping the president. Mm-hmm. They're looking for King Saul to be president in their eyes. Yep. Who's going to save us from those guys? Right. Those guys are right. right. If we can just get this election, this is the most <laughs> pivotal election in all times. We got to get the right person in there. Because think, think this: all this language is idolatry. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want this guy. This guy or girl is going. They're going to say the right words. They're going to have the right look. They're going to have the right you know flow. They're going to they're going to fix all things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that's idolatry guys. And so as believers, especially as entrepreneurs, you know, as, as leaders, we gotta, we gotta rise above that and realize, you know, we're not looking for a president to be God. We already, yes. guys already got that position. There's no election Amen. for that. Right. Amen. You know, so we can't put all our, I mean, literally people got their life hanging in the balance until November 4th right yeah. now, yeah. right now, literally. Right. They're waiting for their, quote unquote, savior to come in, yep. right? Whoever, yeah. whichever one that's going to be, right? And so once, once you have that mentality, you're really in idolatry, right? And you can't even hear God anymore. You can't mm. even hear God. And so, so I'm really talking now to the Christian entrepreneurs, right? I need you guys not to fall in that pattern. Yes. Right? Don't fall in that pattern, right? You guys don't fall into it. You know, I say guys, you, you ladies too, don't fall into idolatry. Right. Yes. Don't worship who the president should be. The, the ideal of this perfect person who's going to come in, fix all things that are right. That's what they were looking for in Israel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and here, here's the here's the interesting thing about this, Amos, about the whole Israel thing. God did say that he would give them a king, but Israel circumvented the timing. Mm-hmm. He talked about in in the, in the law during Moses, whenever he, Moses was taken in the, that they would eventually have a King. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they decided to speed up the process mm-hmm. and, you know, say, okay, we want it now. And this is our guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they, they, the other thing, here's the other thing that they said, they said the other lands or the other countries also have a king and we want to be like them. Yeah. 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 You know, we do a lot in America. Like, well, yeah, we're the only first world country that don't do this. We want to be like Canada. We want to be like France. We want to be like well, UK. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and, it's, and I know we're wrapping up. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let me say this and I want to get your closing thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I want to put, put a nice bow on all this. Yeah. Encourage, encourage the king. Says. But the, you know, the thing is, is for me, you know, what the children of Israel did, and you said it themselves, you said yourself, they took, they didn't want God to be their source anymore. Yeah. Exactly. They wanted to be their, the king mm-hmm. was going to be their source of protection. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause that was, that was the whole thing yep. is that they wanted somebody to protect them and they wanted something to provide, to provide for them. And they said, 
we know you, we, you know, Samuel's not getting it done anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we want somebody to be our King and our Lord over us. And we're willing to have that. Yep. I mean, so they, they, ch- they, they changed their allegiance. Yep, exactly. So. And that's, so yeah, that's I, what it is. That's what it is. I, I mean, I, I, it's a slippery slope, you know, mm-hmm. when, because, because as a, as a business owner, you know, I want free enterprise. I want, I want to have unlimited restrictions to be able to do commerce mm-hmm. in the country that I have or yeah. that I live in. And that's just me. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, that's just my, my, my probably something that's really, cause I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to play less, less in taxes. Who doesn't? Okay. I mean, that's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all want to pay taxes, not us. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. um, not saying I'd, I'm not willing to pay taxes, but I want to play mm-hmm. less. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Amos, with all that being said, this has been good, Amos. Yeah. And, and I think that it, you, you've kind of brought out to light just in this time period that we are is a good checkup from the neck up for all of us, including mm-hmm. myself of how we need to be. So I want you to kind of close us out with this. What are your thoughts? Yeah. My last thought I want to close out with this concept. God, you know, told us be, be careful about in this hyper political environment. He, and the word he used to me is darkness masquerading as light. Mm. And so basically what this means when there's chaos like this, darkness will start to offer solutions that look like light. And because there's so much chaos and so much hurt on all these sides, you'll start gravitating towards a, su- a solution that looks like light, but behind it is the kingdom of darkness powering that solution. Mm. So the Bible says Satan appears as an angel of light. Yeah. So when you start hearing people talk and say, that's like, you know, we're going to fix this. We're going to solve this. Just get me there. You know, I, I, I'm with you. I understand you. Right. You got to ask yourself, is this darkness masquerading as light? Mm. And, and, and if you're in a hyper political season, you're a fanatic fan for one party or the other party. Right. If you're in this lack of love thing, you can easily fall for the tricks of darkness in this season. Yep. So my encouragement to you as entrepreneurs is don't fall for darkness. So if you have the proper place of God as king in your heart of the kingdom, the way you see yourself is not as a Republican or Democrat. You see yourself as a kingdom citizen mm. and whatever the king desires for you to operate in this country, that's how you operate. Yes. So your allegiance is to the kingdom, not to a party. Amen. And so that's how you got to kind of process this stuff so you can stay above what's going on, how you cannot be offended by Biden or Trump, right? Yes. Yeah. By saying, Hey, I'm, I'm kingdom. Right. Like, like for example, my little sec, I got a second grader, right? I don't know who the room mom is. I'm not trying to get mad by the room mom. Cause like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm above. <laughs> and that's like God looking at man, y'all, y'all mad about who the room mom is. Right. <laughs> that's good stuff, baby. <laughs> don't be mad at no room mom. <laughs> Oh man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, Amos. So, you know, uh, kingdom success, uh, again, you know, Amos has got a lot of great content. And, uh, again, like I said, on the, on the front end of all this, that Amos has made an impact on my life. And, you know, I believe he can make an impact on y'all's lives as well. And, you know, you, you can go to church and get all the information, get connected with Amos out there. And uh, Amos, again, I just really appreciate you being on here. Really, really do as always, brother. 
Thank you, and I enjoyed it.